this movie has a point to make, but is this the right way? Today I'm talking about Nocebo. This is Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. movie friends welcome to scott's off indulging movie podcast i am scott and today i am talking about a shutter exclusive movie called nocebo starring eva green and mark strong and um it's a very interesting title and a very interesting premise and one that i thought could have been better uh, for reasons i'll get into and yes i will address what nocebo means because i think if you're going to have a title like that it should have a bit more impact on the direction of the story at least that's what i would think so without further ado let's get started an inevitable consequence of watching a bunch of movies is that you get a fair amount of films that have something similar to say, sometimes within the same genre, and that can shift your opinion of whichever film you watch second. In a somewhat infamous example, Roger Ebert's review of The Matrix was a bit middling because he said it was a pale imitation of the mood and atmosphere and the ideas of Dark City. And Dark City is a solid, underappreciated sci-fi film in its own right, but certainly not the cultural touchstone that The Matrix is. I bring this up because I found myself actively trying to forget another movie while I watched Nocebo. The film follows Christine, played by Eva Green, who is a children's fashion designer who's been debilitated by a devastating illness. While her husband and daughter grow increasingly concerned, help comes in the form of a Filipino immigrant named Diana, who moves into the family house and begins treating Christine with traditional remedies. But is Diana actually there to help? So Nocebo is a solid blend of psychological and supernatural horror that could use a bit more focus, especially considering the inspiration and message it's trying to lay out. Doing so is going to require some spoilers, but honestly, I think it is pretty easy to figure out what's going on early in this movie. So mild spoilers ahead. So Nocebo's gimmick is that the protagonist of the film, Eva Green's Christine, is suffering from a series of psychosomatic symptoms after some kind of tragedy. And if you've already got your ears up because they don't explicitly tell the audience what it is out of the gate, you're on the right track. This manifests in Christine via extreme panic attacks and anxiety attack symptoms, including seizures, all of which appeared after she had a vision of a tick-infested dog that showered her body with malevolent parasites, at least as far as she could tell. And then seemingly out of nowhere, here comes a nanny named Diana who says she can treat said ailments as long as Christine trusts her. And as soon as Diana shows up, the movie starts laying out its real intentions and Diana's real motivations on thick. This isn't a story about guilt. This is a supernatural revenge story. Without getting too into the details, Diana is directly related to the disaster that occurred right before Christine got sick and is clearly not trying to help. As demonstrated by her calling the tick that bit Christine home to a collection of relics and traditional medicinal tools. Considering Christine's job and how Diana looks at the photo of a little girl and Christine from a factory, you can piece together what happened pretty quickly. There was a fire in a sweatshop that Christine was overseeing and even instituted policies that made it less safe, and that led to the death of Diana's daughter. The message, the point here is that Christine is not a victim and is actually getting a suitable punishment for what she did even before Diana arrived. The message, the message is good, but in my opinion, the delivery is flawed. The main problem is Eva Green as Christine is a bit too relatable. 
Green historically excels in two kinds of roles, either slightly wounded women, a la Penny Dreadful or Vesper in Casino Royale, and serious as hell femme fatale, see 300 Rise of an Empire and Sin City a Dame to Kill For. Of the two, I think the second would be better for this movie. Instead, Christine is portrayed as a barely able to function, seemingly racked with guilt woman, with very little dealing with very little information as to why. And I get the point here. The movie wants to point out that Christine's suffering pales in comparison to what happened, and that what she deserves is the real pain she had a hand in. And there is truth in the fact that a lot of people who do monstrous things will often go home and be perfectly normal about everything else. But portraying Christine this way makes her feel more like a victim than a perpetrator. The movie even offers up Christine a potential line of redemption, but the movie hasn't come right out and said what happened yet, so it can't bring this point home. It's also strange because the movie's title is all about how believing something in your mind can implement negative effects. I also don't like movies that justify rich people's suspicions of immigrants and their customs as a kind of comeuppance for their neo-colonialist policies. This plays on very real fears that people that rich people have about poor people, and that they are somehow coming for their lives and their wealth when half the time they're just asking for a decent living. Again, I get what the movie is going for, I just think the delivery is flawed. So what movie did this remind me of that I thought did it a bit better? So it's a wild movie called Slacks, also on Shudder. Now, Slacks is a movie with a very similar point that works better because it's more of a gut-punch ending and this, the absurdity that comes before it. In Slacks, a trendy fashion store is attacked the night before the big launch by a sentient, bloodthirsty pair of pants, which, as ridiculous as it sounds and it is hilarious, it's right up until it's and it is hilarious, up until the very end when we see how those pants became sentient. Sentient. Once it's revealed, the campy ride is shifted into a takedown of the entire fast fashion system and a perfect metaphor for the non-stop bloodletting that comes from certain late-stage capitalism and outsourcing work to places with low labor standards. And I think that's more effective than Nocebo's approach. The verdict is, it's slightly off the mark. Though it may hit harder for some, Nocebo's on-the-nose message could use some work. 6 out of 10. This has been Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie World, with the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.